0: You
1: are now listening to The Random Rambles of Jay. Number 50. This podcast will in no way enrich your life, but I present it to you in the hope that you can take something away from it. Whether it be a smile, good thoughts, high spirits, or the innate need to donate me some money so that I can buy an Xbox 360 and a PlayStation 3 at Christmas, I should also present to you a disclaimer for this podcast, which ensures there are no subliminal messages requesting you send money to me. You are currently listening to the Random Rambles of Jay for the week beginning October 27th, 2008. Hello there how are you my name is Jay and this is my random ramble podcast number 15 wow <coughs> excuse me um you'd think I would have edited out that little coughing session I had there but I won't I'm not sure if any of you would actually be able to tell that I'm quite blocked up that my nose is completely blocked, so my voice sounds a lot more hoarse and muffled than normal. But yes, Jay is suffering from a cold. If you love me, give me an aww. No? Okay, then, no sympathy, stingy bastards. But without further ado, let's steam right into this podcast with a segment called In My Life, where I talk about stuff that happens in my life. <laughs> As I'd said during my introduction, I have a cold and it couldn't have come at a worst time. Generally speaking, I think I have quite a strong immune system. There are some people I know who tend to constantly have colds and have the sniffles and constantly sneezing, coughing, drowsy. And I'm not that person. But the one thing about me is that when I do, I'm rarely ever ill. But when I do fall ill, I tend to get everything at once. I get the headaches, the upset stomachs, the loss of appetite, the fever, the sore throat, the chest infection. I just get absolutely everything at once. And I'm a trooper, so I'm not the kind of person who will stay in bed and take sick days off work. I will still go about my daily business as usual, except with a nose that has a constant stream of snot falling out of it and that obviously doesn't help the cold where I'm constantly outside and doing stuff I'm kind of overworking my body so it's almost as though my body doesn't have time to recover but I'm very lucky that my body somehow does it's probably just used to it now after so many years but that's one sucky thing that's happened to me over the past two weeks I've had a cold I've got a flu I've got everything so if I have a mad fit of coughs, or you hear something like this. <sniffs> uh, I do apologise. I won't be editing around coughs and splutters because I can't be bothered. I'm so blocked up. You could probably tell because my voice sounds very nasal right now. But um, yeah, that's that. Sucks. But what well, do you know? I tend to get really ill during climate changes. I'm not sure whether it's a UK or a London thing, but the weather in London is really, really cold. It was actually snowing last night. It wasn't settling down, and it wasn't snowing for long, but it was snowing, and I was freezing cold. And whenever the weather tends to go from one extreme to the next, I fall ill. So, hopefully by the end of the week... Oh, God, I hope you can't hear that. My stomach's making noises. Probably didn't help that I ate an entire jar of chocolate spread, but there you go. I've got this thick... Talking of the chocolate spread, I'm not sure if you can get them outside of the UK, but here in the UK, we've got these bars called Bueno Bars, and they are they come in twos, and they're made from chocolate and hazelnut, and I am addicted to them, absolutely addicted. Constant, like, shops like WH Smith's and Superdrug do, like, a two for 70-odd P offer, so every day, I'm always in those shops, and I'll buy, like, four me being jay i never do things by halves so i always buy four and i'm addicted to them and also in supermarkets you get this chocolate spread called nutella which is also made with chocolate and hazelnut and i actually just sit with a spoon and eat it out of the jar at the moment it's it's almost like a pregnant craving i'm really terrible and people are always taking the piss like how can you eat that out of the jar and how can how can you keep eating these chocolate and hazelnut Bueno bars? But I will say, if you haven't tried them, try them. They are really nice, really addictive. And so, yeah, that's a bit of a random thing for you. Don't call these random rambles for nothing. So other than that, what else has been going on in my life? On the 26th of October, I went to an MCM expo, which I think stands for... Is it Manga, Comic and Media... Or movies, comics and media. Hold tight, one second. Let me find my ticket because I know it's got on there. Righty-ho. Movie, comic, media expo. The MCM Expo. And I went to that on Sunday. And that was really fun. I had a really cool time. I've been to certain expos before. But never an MCM Expo where it was so manga-driven. There were video games, there were some movie stands there, but the focus was very much on manga, anime and cosplays and Japanese culture, pretty much. And it was really cool. I I check out websites where a lot of the bloggers go to these expos on a regular basis. They cosplay themselves. They're very much a part of that, that sector, that niche, if you will. I've never been a part of it. I've always been aware of it and admired it from afar, but have never kind of delved into that territory. So to have gone to the expo and to have enjoyed myself is a really cool thing. It was quite surreal, to be honest, to kind of walk into this massive hall and to see so many cosplayers walking around like it was normal. And I, I didn't cosplay. I don't think I ever would. I went in my, I went in my normal garb. And to see like Naruto's and Ichigos and Power Rangers, Sailor Moons, Street Fighter characters walking around, it was it was odd at first, but then after half an hour of walking around it was just you didn't pay any mind. And it was really cool the way that people were cross gender cosplaying. So there were girls cosplaying as male characters and males cosplaying as female characters. One guy was actually walking around, he was cosplaying as Amy from Soul Calibur 4. And I burst, he was one of the first cosplays that I saw that had really caught my eye. He actually walked past me as I walked into the expo and I just burst out laughing. It. I actually had to look twice to see if it was a guy, and it was. He did look really cool. I'll I try to get pictures of that on my blog because I did manage to get a picture of him. But it was, re- it was really cool. I got to play some exclusive games. I got to play Street Fighter 4, which that I knew Street Fighter 4 was going to be there, and that was the one thing I said I've got to do. I have to play Street Fighter 4. I absolutely love that game. Cannot wait for that. And I got to play Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe, which was a pretty boring game. Uh, a friend of mine who I was with got to play Dead Space. This was a game that I'd heard of but hadn't really seen the trailer to. I haven't really been following it, but I know it's quite a big deal. It's going to, it's a big release that I know a lot of other bloggers have gone head over heels about and a lot of gaming media websites are falling over this game. But I've been completely oblivious not oblivious to the hype because I know there's hype around it, but I haven't really been checking it out myself, haven't seen the trailer. The first time I saw the trailer was at the expo and I only stood in line to watch the trailer and play the game because my friend was like oh dead space let's queue up and it was kind of in this steel container that was all kitted out with models of limbs and zombies and whatnot. and my friend actually got to play the game I didn't I just watched and it looks like a really great game I'm shocked that EA are behind it to be honest it looks like a really cool original game and I didn't get to play it, so I'm not sure how the controls feel. But it seems like one of those games where there's a definite learning curve as far as the controls are concerned. But once you get used to it, it'll feel like second nature. To me, the best way I can describe it, if I were, was kind of like a cross between Metroid Prime 3, Halo and Gears of War, which may not sound like the best gaming concoction but those three games come to mind because there are strong elements from all three games like the section of the game that my friend played was set in this i mean i think the whole game is set in this vessel in outer space which has been ravaged that everyone's dead and there's I don't, i'm not sure whether the main character you play is a survivor or if he's sent to this colony this ship to sort stuff out but it reminded me very much of metro prime 3 because there's a section in that game where you go to a ship called the Valhalla and it's just everyone there is dead. It's completely derelict and desolate. And it reminded me very much of that. But that looks like a really cool game. I definitely look forward to seeing more of that and would love to play it at some point. It's nice to see a game and think, oh, that looks quite good, having not known anything about it prior. Sometimes you get games and you, you feel like you know so much about it and the hype machine's going into overdrive that there isn't that... There's that reluctance to like it and want to play it, which is what has always put me off games such as Halo and Gears of War and also Devil May Cry. But Dead Space definitely won me over. So that's that's a really cool game I look forward to playing more of. And overall, the MCM Expo was really cool. I won't bore you with details of it now because I plan to do a bit of a MCM Expo blowout on my blog and I detail all the games that I played on there. For the sake of trying to keep this podcast under 45 minutes. Let's see if I can do that. But be sure to check my blog at randomjblog.com for lots of details on that. And what else has been going on in the life of Jay? Jay would like an Xbox 360. Jay
2: would like an Xbox 360.
1: I went out last night. I I tend to go out more on the weekdays than the weekends. People may think, but are clubs and pubs packed on a weekday in the city, yes, they are. Weekdays are like the new weekends when it comes to going out. Trust me, and I'm not sure why I felt the need to tell you this, but I, I i went out last night and I had a really good time. I went out with my friend. I rarely go out with huge groups of people. I'd rather go out with one friend who I know I'm going to have a good time with, rather than a group of people where they're just all going to stand with their backs on the wall and not dance. So me and my friend went out. We always have drinks and dance and just have a really good time so we went to this bar slash club slash restaurant place yesterday and we got there at about half 10 and the dance floor was absolutely dead i was thinking oh jesus lord please let this place fill up and i w- i'd already resided with the fact that this night was going to be a complete flop because the weather was so bad it was actually snow- this was the day it was snowing and it was freezing cold, and I was thinking, people are probably thinking, I'm not going out in that, forget it, I'll go next week when the weather's better. But thankfully, it hit half eleven, and the place was packed, so me and my friend were like, phew! And this, this is quite a weird thing, but I really feel the need to throw it out there. When I first got to the club, I was standing with my friend with a drink, and... The thing is with me, I can't go into a club and just get buckwild straight away. It usually takes a few drinks or a song that I really love and want to get down to before I really loosen up completely. So usually for the first 10 minutes to half an hour, I'll just be standing and I'll work a shoulder, you know, butt my head. I'll just bubble. And, I know, and the one thing about me when I go out or when I'm out in general, I'm quite, well, more so when I'm in the club, I'm very aware of people around me. More so when there aren't that many people around me. Full stop. I mean, the club was near enough empty, so I was very aware of everyone that was in the club and what they were doing. And there was this one guy who was stood on the opposite side of the dance floor, and he kept looking at me, and it was really making me feel nervous and self conscious and uneasy, because in the corner of my eye, there were times that I turn and look right at him and he was looking at me and I think why does he keep looking at me and in the corner of my eye I could still see him looking at me and even when I went to the bar or I'd have my back turned to him I just knew he was still glancing over but after a while certain songs came on and me and my friend were bubbling having a laugh and that completely went out of my mind and then the club started to get packed so he wasn't on my mind at all it's like yeah the music's playing I've got a drink in my hand there's lots of people here I'm having a good time and my mate was like oh let's go up to the stage and it's like you've got like a step and then you've got the stage and then you've got a really elevated stage we was just on a little stage where the people that really want to get down there go up on the stage and we went up there and we was just dancing having a laugh and i turned around and the same guy that's staring at me is right there now there were these bunch of girls who were getting down like they were proper putting their backs into it i I was standing watching them like damn and a lot of other guys were standing around them just watching like wow and the thing is there was about how many of them were there? <coughs> Excuse me, there were three of them and they were all all these girls were kind of grinding on one another. So all the guys were just watching like wow. And you could see guys were edging closer to him hoping they could get in on the action. So when I saw the guy was there, I just thought, well he's probably there he's probably there trying to get amongst these girls. And I didn't think nothing of it. But as I was dancing with my friend and certain songs came on and me and my friend were doing our silly little dances, he was still looking at me and his friend was too. And I was just thinking to myself, what is going on? It didn't bother me as much at this point because I was a bit merry after a couple of drinks, two, three, four, perhaps six drinks. And the songs they were playing I was so into. It wasn't that I was caring, but it was just like, why is he looking at me? And then this random girl out of nowhere, she's like, Hi, my name's such and such. And I lied. I gave her some fake name. And she was talking to me and then a song came on. I was like, oh, this is my tune. And I was proper dancing to it, getting right in there. And she was still standing right near me. And she kept talking to my friend. I think she was trying to get his drink. And she kept talking to me and then she wandered off. And then she came back. And... We were talking, and also I mentioned this girl was American. She was from New York. She had a really strong New York accent. Um, a quick thing I throw out there, the club I went to, there were a lot of Americans that go to this club. You're, it's it's a lot more odd to find a, UK person in, a person from the UK in this club than an American because there's so many Americans in this club. So um, she was like, oh, I'm from New York, and she came back and she was talking to me again. And then another song that I really liked came on. So I was bubbling away, my friend was. And she turned around so her back was facing me. And she started kind of pushing back on me. I don't think I need to elaborate on how and why she was pushing back on me, but she was. And so I was thinking, does she realise she's doing it? And she did because she was proper pushing back. So I was like, okay then. And I started to kind of get a bit of rhythm going, a bit of grinding going. And she was proper going at it, like going right down to the floor and everything and I was like bloody hell and you know I was keeping up with her I was going down and she was going down and coming up in all the right places and all the rest of it and then Coolio Gangster's Paradise came on and she was grinding on me and she flicked her head back I had my hand on her waist and I was resting my head on her shoulder and we were really really close like I could actually feel her breath and that's when I was like oh my god it hit me this girl's breath smelled really bad. Her breath actually smote like poo. And so I, I I moved my head back and thought to myself, I can't be dealing with that. And then, so I was dancing with her, thinking, wow, her breath really stinks. I hope she doesn't try and kiss me. And then another song came on and she turned to face me as she put her arms around my neck. And, like, she lifted up her leg and then grabbed my hand and wanted me to hold her leg up whilst we're still doing that little grinding thing. And she kept getting really close to my face and all I could smell was poo and it the way she was positioning herself it was like she wanted to kiss me but I kept turning away (laughs) and kind of grinding in a way where my head was kind of moving back and it it was I felt quite self-conscious at this point because we were on the stage and there's this light and it was shining on us and everywhere else on the stage was in darkness so I kind of felt like there was a spotlight on us and we're grinding quite provocatively. And she and she's trying to, looks like she's trying to kiss me. I'm trying to move my head away. My leg's hurting. She's right on me. Like, I'm holding all of her weight because she's leaning into me. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to drop in a minute. And I think after a while, she realised she was not going to lock lips with me. And she wandered off. And the whole time I was dancing with this girl, who was in the corner, kept watching. This same guy. So I'm thinking what what is going on here? And something that I did notice, there was a girl who went up to him and she was proper trying to get in with him and he seemed very disinterested in her. Is disinterested a word? Uninterested. I know that's a word, I'll use that instead. He seemed very uninterested in her. She looked like she was going out of her way to get this guy's number, she wanted to grind on him, got her phone out, kept leading him off by the hand and all the rest of it, and he seemed disinterested. And when I was dancing with Miss Doodoo Breath, he seemed more interested in what I was doing with this girl than the one girl who was standing next to him who had a keen interest in him. And I just couldn't put my finger on what this guy's problem was or why he kept, like, looking in my di- direction. It, was, it wasn't bothering me. It was just like, oh, God, what's this? And I was thinking, did he have a problem with me? Or did he perhaps... Fancy his chances with me, and I've never had that thought in a club before because I've never been in the club and had a guy keep staring and popping up where I am, like this guy was. But it it crossed my mind, and I may have got the complete wrong end of the stick, which I probably have. I'm very bad at reading girls, so God help me if I can read a guy, but I I just couldn't put my finger on it, and the reason why. I was constantly aware of this guys because no matter which part of the the club, the bar, the dance floor that I went to, he was always there and the thing is about me is I never forget a face, so even after all these drinks, several conversations with different people later, this guy was still there and the reason why I noticed it is because there were certain people around me who I was with the whole night and... I was aware of them, but they weren't constantly looking at me the way this guy seemed to. So, um, what's the purpose of this story? A, a little glimpse of what I'm like on a night out. And B, have any of you experienced something like this? If you're a girl listening to this and you've had this happen from a girl, or you're a guy and you've had this happen to you, pl- please let me know. A, has this happened to you? And B, what do you think? Was it he was interested in me or do you think he had a problem with me? Because it it was just like what the hell is this? It was it was really weird, and in the beginning it was alienating. Towards the end of the night, I didn't care. I just thought, well, whatever, you know, I'm having a good time. I couldn't care less. But it just makes me wonder. So, yeah, that's Jay on a night out. There's always something odd that happens with me or around me when I'm out on a night out. I guess it's part of living in London. I guess. And in more Jay in my life news, I'm going on holiday on November the 3rd for two weeks and I've I've been too busy and stressing over, well not stressing over, Jay never gets stressed but I've been too busy to be excited about it but I'm not going to tell you where I'm going, I'm actually going to tell you when I come back, I'll be sure to do a podcast when I come back and I just thought I'd throw that out there. So I'll let you think amongst yourselves And guess where it is I'm going on holiday I won't give you any clues Because any clue that I give you will be a complete giveaway But um, Even if you ask I won't tell you yes or no Or whether you're right or not But I will let you know Where I went when I come back And I'll be sure to do a big blowout On my blog about it Because it really is going to be a great holiday And I cannot wait I know me and my friends are going to have such a brilliant time I'm absolutely broke right now and having paid for so much of this holiday and even now I'm still having to pay for stuff and getting my currency changed is going to be such hassle because the pound isn't as strong as it used to be right now the UK's currently in a recession so I know I'm going to lose money when I go to the bureau to change but there you go so that's what's been going on in my life and I think that's actually the most feature-packed in my life I've done so far, and this is my 15th podcast.
2: <laughs> you are now tuned into the random of And you decided to buy it Then you got home to play it And realized it was shit
0: Let's talk about it Hello, this is Jin Lee, and I am here to talk about Devil May Cry 2 Yes Some of you out there may be Familiar with this Atrocity of a game Um, and if you are, if you're a big Devil May Cry fan, like myself, then you were probably really looking forward to this game, as I was. Like, I, I had it on pre-order, and I loved the first game, um, so I was really looking forward to Devil May Cry 2, and uh, all the previews of the game looked good, everything looked good, first thing I noticed when I put this game in was how wide open everything was. And not wide open in a good way, okay? Not, not a good way. Like these these barren like, if I remember correctly the game starts out in just like this barren looking dry, mundane colorless, all brown area that's just wide open and, and just empty. Like Seriously empty, with a few enemies here or there, and that's pretty much how it is the whole game. Like just wide open spaces, like you have a whole bunch of space to move around, but nothing to interact with. There's just almost the entire game is like this, and it's terrible. And this game, it just kind of like it starts out in kind of a Like I said, kind of a dry-looking, bland, boring place. And then it goes... It goes to kind of like a city-looking place with helicopters and tanks and... Come on now. Helicopters and tanks and Devil May Cry? That's... No. I mean... Just... Oh. Oh my God. I I can't even express to you how, how like, blown away I was. And how different and just... Stupid! Everything in this game was, and uh, the game was so different from the first game, and not, and not in a good way at all. Just the characters were so boring. Like I don't know how they managed to make Dante so boring. In the first game, if you if you ever played the first game, Dante's funny. He's sarcastic. He's wisecracking. He don't give a damn. In this game, he's all serious. And he's all serious and emo and and quiet. And just not like Dante at all. Actually, matter of fact, I refuse to believe that that is Dante in the second game. It can't be Dante, because if you look at him in the first, third, and fourth games, he's a completely different person. Completely different person. In the second game, he's all like. I'm a devil hunter. I kill devils. That is what I do. Like, get the fuck out of here! Are you serious? You don't tell me that you just made some complete character switch just like that. I mean, come on now. That shit was so stupid. I kill devils. Get the fuck out of here. But, um... And then there was this other character in the game. I can't even remember her name right now. Matter of fact, let me Google it for you real quick. I I can't even remember this bitch's name. Lu, Lucia, Luke Lu, Lu, something. Hold on. Let me see. Devil may cry. Too. Oh, what the hell is this bitch's name? Let me see. The bitch with the purple hair. You might. She had purple, red, something hair. Let me see what her name was. Lucia. Lucia however the hell you pronounce it, it don't matter, the bitch was born. That was her name. The game, more or less, like, it kind of more, like, revolved around her than it did Dante. And that, you know, and that would have worked if her character was actually, like, I don't know, had a personality or something. I mean, the bitch had the, she she had a terrible accent. Some of the, some, just a fake-ass accent and you know like i said if like it's fine if it wants to kind of be more about her but she was boring she was really boring and with dante being boring and her being boring the game just one boring ass game just that i mean and the the only the only good thing that devil may cry 2 accomplished was introducing new moves that were implemented in later games in the series. Which are cool moves. That, that's the only good thing that this game did. And the enemies and bosses in the game were shit. Complete shit. Like, the you know, the first game was pretty, it was pretty damn difficult. You know, like if any of y'all have played it, you know, you know how hard bosses like Nightmare were and some of the other bosses, and um, there was nothing like that in Devil May Cry 2, the enemies just kinda stood there, waiting for you to attack them, there were, matter of fact, I was playing one day, my brother, who knows nothing about the game, he came into the room, and said, so why are they just standing there, like aren't they gonna attack you, I was like, I don't even know, I don't know what they're doing, You know, I thought enemies were kind of supposed to be hostile and attack you. But apparently not in Devil May Cry 2. They just like to stand there with the thumb up their ass. I don't know what they were doing. And the bosses, you know, you can pretty much throw any swordplay out of this game. You can kill probably all of the bosses by just standing back and firing your guns. That's it. I swear to you. That is all you have to do to to beat these bosses. I mean, they're so boring. Like, I don't know what this team of developers were... I don't know what they were thinking. I, I was just blown away at how terrible this game was. Thank God they got their act back on track with Devil May Cry 3 and 4. Because I was ready to... I was ready to choke slam this series into oblivion. I... I was ready to quit it. So, yeah. That's pretty much it for Devil May Cry. It is shit. With a capital S H I T. I
1: My blog at www.randomjblog.com You can check out my podcasts at www.therandomramblesofj.blogspot.com In terms of gaming not much gaming again the voyeuristic pleasures of reading about gaming and oh god here comes the (coughs) coffin wow excuse me so sorry um as i said in terms of gaming it's really been more of a case of just reading about games looking at other games and a lot of swooning over resident evil 5 An interesting tidbit about Resident Evil 5, there was an interview with a guy who I'm not sure what his key role is at Capcom, but he's had some hand in Resident Evil 5 and he said that the title screen to Resident Evil 5 would not be possible on a Wii or a PS2. So I'm really keen to see this title screen, really keen to see it. But Resident Evil 5 is a game that is on everybody's radars right now. March 2009 really isn't that far away. I mean, we're already in the tail end of October. I mean, by the time this podcast gets put out, it's probably it's probably already November. And the way this year's flown by, March is just around the corner. It will come like that and everyone will have that game. And also where it's almost Christmas, I'll actually have either a PS3 or an Xbox 360, so I know I'll definitely be getting that game now. So I'm 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 not I'm excited about Resident Evil 5, but it's not like, oh my God, I can't wait, I have to play it. Just because I still feel we haven't been shown that much about the game. And I think even though March is around the corner, it still seems so far away. I feel like there's loads of stuff going on in between then to keep me tidied over and occupied until the game rolls around. But I know like a couple of weeks before it comes out, the excitement will begin to kick in and I'll be like, yeah, Resident Evil 5, I can't wait to play this so i um, really looking forward to that interesting to see the different directions Capcom may or may not have taken the series I absolutely loved Resident Evil 4 to death it's a brilliant game but it could be bettered the story was probably the most disappointing aspect of Resident Evil 4 because there pretty much wasn't one but 5 looks like it's going to be a lot more story driven <coughs> excuse me so I'm really excited about that Wesker's back in the mix <coughs> dear god i talk about resident evil and i start coughing wesker's back in the mix sherry Birkin from resident evil 2 is in the mix and supposedly jill valentine's dead i could talk for hours about my notions on what may or may not have happened to certain resident evil characters but i strongly don't believe that jill's dead at all or if she is dead it must be an epic death a little thing that up well i set up promised myself i wouldn't go on a tirade about what happened to resident evil characters or my feelings on the whole story but i'm wondering if jill valentine may have died and come back to life somehow if she is dead i am wondering if she actually died but come back to life because jill valentine was jill valentine at one point was actually infected with the t-virus during the events of resident evil 3 and i'm wondering if the vaccine she was given during that game actually didn't work completely. So she died as she came back to life, like Wesker, with really enhanced powers and strength. That's food for thought. But there's more to it than Jill Valentine being dead. When I saw Jill's tombstone at the end of the trailer, I was like, there's more to it than that. Either Jill is still alive and we're being punked, or if she did die, she made a sacrifice and left some... She dropped a bomb on someone before she died. So I really hope it's not just a case of oh Jill's dead. That's it. They're gonna have to go to into a, some explaining. Jill is a key Resident Evil character. She shouldn't be dead at all. But if she died, they best make sure she went out with a bang. I need to hear something like Jill was having Wesker's baby, or something, something, or Jill was working with Wesker all along and she created the tea. I just need to hear some... S- oh, God. They need to mix Jewel up into it. I don't think they mixed her up into it enough. The master of unlocking that is Jill Valentine. So, um, it would be interesting to, to see how they handle that, the Jill and Sherry situation, because I know they're two characters that a lot of fans have been waiting to see mixed back into the fold, along with Wesker and Chris. So, that's cool. And what else is there? Um nothing going on with Wii Wii Music looking at that. Wii Music's gone to number one in the Japanese gaming charts like anybody is surprised it's absolutely ridiculous meanwhile Disaster Day of Crisis is bombed in Japan it's sold really badly almost two years on and Nintendo is still pushing these casual games instead of the hardcore not much I can say that I haven't said already Wii needs to fix up I'm more look- I'm looking much more forward to the prospect of getting a new console by the end of this year <coughs> <coughs> excuse me still currently undecided but still leaning more towards an Xbox 360 so I'm currently 75 to 80% sure I'm going to be getting an Xbox 360 for Christmas so um I'll keep you posted with that and I think I'm gonna have to stop talking about the gaming because A I haven't got much else to say and B I'm sounding more and more blocked up by the second so I think I'll take a break and go and blow my nose (laughs) Jay would like an Xbox 360. Jay would like an Xbox 360. Jay would like an Xbox 360. Jay may possibly Jay would like an Xbox 360. Jay J Jay. Jay. Jay may possibly want a PlayStation 3. Jay may possibly want a Jay wants an Xbox 360 Jay would like to play games in higher definition And that isn't currently possible on the little piece of crap that is listen
2: Nintendo how are you? How you doing? You seem to be doing well with your music But what about gamers like me who want hardcore action? Are we satisfied? Satisfied, baby? You think that I will sit and wait for you to fix up? Not making up. we more powerful Is where you tripped up? You came correct with we controls But we needed much more, you know, and now you see Now you see, baby Underpowered, under, underpowered means all underpowered, all we have said, power baby, we'll give you a, you'll give uh, you up, you give you up, and the power, and the power, and the power. We don't try to friend a hand, the just what you are. I, I. We don't try to friend a hand, no, just just what you are. What are you doing? You're losing me to the first 16. We don't try to friend a hand, no, just justice, what you are. I, I. Don't no try to run. ah-ah, don't just what you are, ah-ah uh-uh. Nintendo, you're lazy Must have been crazy To make the world so under Why are you always two steps behind? Under power, under We controls without the meme jacket Gravity, me. your system cannot keep up Underpowered, under, underpowered, we is underpowered all, underpowered all, we is underpowered, baby. You give you a, you, are. you, you, you are. give you are
1: That is all for the 15th random ramble of jay a really really big thank you to john lee for his let's talk about it segment it's really i I can't stress enough how really cool it is to kind of hear material from other people and to have them in my podcast i wouldn't go as far as to say i feel honoured i don't want certain people getting big heads but it's really cool to kind of think oh i've got people sending me things to put in my podcast which is really cool. So as I've said over the past two podcasts, if you'd like to send me any audio clips, reviews, and let's talk about it segment of your own, about a game that you absolutely hate, please feel free to send it to me. My email is randomjmail at com. And until next time you enjoy yourself. I know I will on my amazing holiday to a country, which I remain nameless until I return. And, I hope that in those two weeks you will stay safe. Keep gaming and be sure to come back and see what I have to say. In my 16th random ramble, let's see if I can actually make it to 20 by the end of the year. I'm going to try. Actually, no, that's not going to happen. 16, 17, 18... I'd have to put up five podcasts between now and December. It's not going to happen, is it? No. Oh, well. But (laughs) take care, everyone, and I will speak to you... Sue, <laughs> haha, bye.